0: Pandemonium reigns. Yo, 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 yo! Welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. Hey, I don't know if you know this, Mike, but our numbers are are jumping. Um, Heck yeah, brother! It's it's a sight to behold. Thank you guys for tuning in, for subscribing, for hitting the like button, for following. Appreciate the Williams family. At Christmas time, that would be my in-laws. They'll probably never listen to an episode, but they did subscribe. So, shout out to those guys. And uh, still waiting on Penny Walker. Okay. Pull Her way tell some more people, okay. Where you at, mom? Where you at? <laughs> All good. Hey, thanks for joining us. We're going to talk Orange Bowl, um, nothing but the Orange Bowl. So, welcome to this Orange Cast talking about the Orange Bowl, baby. And the volunteers took it to the Clemson Tigers. And just one thing I want to say off the jump as we get this ball rolling I don't want to minimize this win, however, Dabo did some things that were uh, <laughs> highly questionable. And makes me go, uh, did you want to win that game? I don't understand <laughs> the fake field goal. I don't understand the uh, that long butt attempted field goal. I don't get that at all. I think you should have played the field position game. And there was, uh, again, right at the end of the first half, Cade taking that sack to allow or, – or going on a run, sorry, uh, for then allowing the, the time to run out, pun intended. But anyway, all that <laughs> to say, Clemson did some things that, that kind of handed it to us, and props to us—we took advantage of a lot of those things. Uh, so, what about you? What say you? Thoughts, general?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, like like you said, Dabo got outcoached badly. Um, the whole the whole Clemson staff did. It, it seems like every level of the game, we we outschemed them, we outplayed them, we took advantage of everything that they gift wrapped for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we certainly took advantage of a bad quarterback situation, whether DJ had left yet or not. It didn't matter because neither option was great for Clemson, but -hmm. Tennessee took advantage. They they did the right thing in my mind. I don't even know if we addressed this on our preview of the game, but they brought a lot of pressure for the youngster to deal with, and that's exactly how I would have done it if Mm -hmm. I was calling the plays or calling the scheme for Tennessee that day or that not rather, but uh, yeah, took advantage of the situation every, again, almost every level could have really ran the, ran the mm-hmm. game away if they took advantage of all the missed field goals, the the fake that missed if they scored on those possessions, but still did enough to keep Clemson at arm's length, really from the moment that we took the lead in the game. So really happy to see that. So mm-hmm. thrilled to, to end this season with a big New Year's six bowl win like that. Yeah. No matter the circumstances. So, very proud of the guys.
0: Yeah. And, and with that said, I don't know why you and I do a podcast because we just continue to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Uh thank you to the volunteers for proving us wrong. Um, I still go back to what I said. I think we played really well. I think we did some 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 great things in the coaching department. Uh when they got into that empty set with no back, it was basically Beasley choosing which A gap he was gonna hit. Um and that seemed to be the game plan. I thought Banks I thought banks called our, uh, a great game. Obviously, I thought we called a great game offensively, which is kind of our ammo. Anyway, yeah. however, <clears throat> I don't want to sit here and say, oh, my gosh, we, we outcoached them. Well, we did outcoach them, but a lot of it was because Dabo just did some really highly sus, uh, highly sus things. But, Cade, hey, man, that
1: dude's going to be really good going forward. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely, I agree. I mean, I, I wonder what his ceiling will be. I, I would hate to almost even project on it, but – Man, when he just gets a little bit more of uh, when he's able to shine a little bit more, when he's seen a little bit more, he's a little bit more battle tested. Maybe he goes on the road and gets an early, uh, you know, win at some point next year. Mm-hmm. When those things happen for him, goodness gracious, he is really going to be good. You can absolutely see where the the recruiting hype came from with him mm-hmm. because of just the raw talent that he's got this young in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, even despite what I said a moment ago that the quarterback situation isn't good at Clemson, you got to wonder what the what the ceiling could have been. You would you have to think they could have fallen into that playoff this year if they had just gone to him sooner. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So
0: you're softball pitching this to me. I was I was gonna I thought about staying away from this, but you just softball pitched it. Another coaching fail uh, the night of the Orange Bowl. I also think came weeks before the Orange Bowl was even played, and not making a decision to swap out dj for cade and get that dude some more game time because dj just wasn't cutting it his numbers mm-hmm. weren't good the decisions weren't good it, it just wasn't good if he gets more time you know in the regular season uh going into that game might be different he was clearly i mean he took some shots it felt a lot like that tennessee pit game where we were just yeah. come after you Uh, which seems to be a good thing when we do that as opposed to just sitting back. I can't imagine what that game – how the game would have turned out if we would have sat back and just let him. But anyway, you know, with that being said, our D-line generated generated some pressure even with a forefront um, when we didn't blitz. So that was encouraging. And I just want to kind of come back to the keys that I made, uh, the things that I said had to be done in order to win this game. And, boy, every box was checked. We had to run. Yeah. Well. We ran well. We had to contain their run. We did. And we had to get pressure on Cade. And boy, did we. We had something like, what, 26
1: hurries? Yeah, that's the number that I heard. I don't remember where I heard it. I know it was on, on Twitter somewhere. But 26, man, I mean, there's been seasons probably where we, we struggled <laughs> to get 26 hurries on a quarterback. I mean, that's that's a good outing. Whether you do it – and listen, we did it at times rushing four, But whether you do it with pressure – or rushing three and four. I mean, mm-hmm. when you when you generate twenty six pressures, you are causing chaos. Yeah, I mean, truly. So, and that's something that you've got to do, especially in these games. I think it's great that we did that in a game that, you know, the stakes are lower if you lose it. Yeah, it leaves you with a bad mm-hmm. taste, but it's it's almost all you know n- nothing to lose in that game, and, and that's that's the way that we coached it. I felt like, mm-hmm. um, and really mm-hmm. took advantage of the situation, like you know, I both said now.
0: Yeah. Oh, and for sure. I mean, and with all those pressures that we're talking about, we were able to get home four times: two for Beasley, two for Byron Young. Had a handful of TFLs. Beasley had four. Byron Young had two. Roman Harrison had one. Um, totaling seven. So I, I, the pressure was generated. We had some. We had some dudes rotate in. Yeah, at D line, you know, we saw Josephs get in. I don't remember seeing Pierce get in, but I do remember seeing. Um, we talked about this during the game. Amari McNeil making an appearance. Yeah. So, um, and he even registered a tackle himself. So, you know what? Um, the 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 passing defense wasn't great statistically. The kid threw for over three hundred twenty yards, but there is a telltale stat in there, and that's the fifty-four attempts. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna happen. That feels a lot like the Akron stat where yeah. they threw all over us, but he threw, I think, gosh, it was up
1: there, wasn't it in the sixties? It was way up there. I don't remember how high, but it was up there on a yeah. lot of attempts. Yeah. 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 So so defensively, for us,
0: something that's been man, roller coaster of emotions. If you're if you're a Chattanooga native, you'll understand the cannonball reference my gosh uh, what a shaky roller coaster it has been not just a roller coaster but a very unstable mm-hmm. roller coaster so um but man pleased with the defensive performance um joe milton though that's the gosh. conversation the only thing i wanted him to do there was one more thing that i wanted him to do and I can't blame him for not doing it, but when he was handed the MVP trophy, I wanted him so bad to turn around and say,
1: "Here, bro," and, and hand it to Hooker. Oh gosh, I would have wept uncontrollably. I'm I'm kind of glad that he didn't, but yeah, 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 that that's a great point. Hendon obviously was so instrumental in getting us here. Joe, for in terms, you know, he's not he's not played many complete games, entire games, but to you know that game was was just him putting together the things that we saw in garbage time where he is making better throws, even though he left a little to be desired, this des- desired with his decision-making, mm-hmm. it was an overall positive. It was a net positive instead of a negative mm-hmm. big for him. Um, I think he put, you know, he gave himself that buffer that, that we've talked about that others have talked about w- with this battle to come. He proved that he can do it, you know, whether he's pressured, whether the defense that he's facing will be a good one. You know, we know the pit, defense that he faced in 2021 was good, yeah. but that Clemson defense was special. The front was mm-hmm. especially really strong, and and I thought he had a, a, a very solid game. Just a yeah. couple throws. You know, we're talking about his decision-making. That's one thing, mm-hmm. but if we're talking about his actual throws, there's far less than than almost ever yeah. that we have to question or wonder what he was doing or where he was going with it. Yeah. You could kind of tell that when they
0: generated pressure, there was a little of a, um unsettling uh, there was some uncertainty going on between his ears. You could kind of sense that yeah. Um, just in his body language, the the bit of the panic, not even knowing where to turn his body, where to run. Um, hopefully that will <laughs> – this is going to be a crazy thing to say because he's been in college football since 2018. But <laughs> hopefully that will settle down as he gets more experience. We'll see. Uh, But I'm pleased with it. I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be a Heisman finalist. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, I don't think he's going to be hooker. I don't think that's going to be the case. I know we said we're not going to tap at 23, but I would look for him to land around like a 17 to 23 touchdown mark next year. Um, I think if he can find anything above 20, we'll be doing well. But he he threw three against Clemson. Uh, It's a long season. (laughs) It's a long season. So props to him, though, man. Uh, He... He, how did I word this to you the other night? He kind of changed my thinking on him. You know, I was really worried, you know, going into next year with him, but he, I think he changed a lot of the narrative, but what's going to happen as it always does, especially amongst our fan base, people are going to throw the Heisman name, the Heisman thing next to his name, yada, yada, yada. And you just need to chill out and calm down because he's not going to be up there. He's, He's just not.
1: I mean, is he, No, he's going to get the talk for sure. He's going to get the talk. Yeah, probably the same talk that Hendon got coming into this season. I'm, I'm just saying, because people have now seen the hypal offense for longer. uh, Hendon was not uh, a front runner by any means. He was an extreme dark horse. Yeah, I don't remember what his odds were, but they were long. And Joe will he he will get that. He will absolutely get that because Mm -hmm. these goofballs that have a vote that are responsible for list seasons and things like that, they're going to include him. They've just seen too much at Tennessee at this point. Even without Tillman, without Hyatt, mm-hmm. defense was down some guys. Uh, you know, it's not gonna matter. They're gonna they're gonna be biased and they're gonna be prisoners at the moment, and he's gonna make some some serious list season noise, I think. Yep. Before we get but into I'm this, with you what you're saying as far as you know how it's actually gonna play out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: before we get into this next little segment here. Look for him next year. Look for the media to push. How? Oh, he. What did you see him throw a an orange a hundred yards? <laughs> oh my gosh! Can he throw a shuck of corn? How, <laughs> how, how far can he throw a table? I mean, it's it's just look for it. Be on yep. the lookout because it's coming. Um, but anyway, we we won this game thirty one to fourteen without Hendon. So we talked about Joe. Um, we gave Beasley you know some praise there and, and oh arguably gosh. if 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 being a defensive guy if it was more normalized for a defensive guy to win an mvp he would be my mvp vote for that game 100% and i don't even know that's close he arguably had just as big an impact on the game as joe did um dude was physical um and which that's another thing that we need to talk about is we kind of set the tone for the physical game uh in that matchup that night yeah, uh, we we dictated how physical it was going to be. Like we we were swinging first. We <laughs> when we never really took our foot off that, which I was really excited to see. Oh yes, anyway, uh, we did it without Hinden. We talked about Joe. We did it without Jeremy Banks. We talked about Beasley. Um, we did it without Hyatt. We did it without Tillman. We did it without Flowers. <laughs> um, is there anybody else that I'm missing? Uh, and and we won thirty-one to fourteen. But anyway, without Height, without Tillman in steps in Squirrel White, I I did not expect that. I, I did statistically I did not expect that. You know, I expected some deep shots to him uh, just because you know when that ball was snap, Joe was looking his way. Uh, so that was a little uh, anticipated, but I didn't expect for him to go over a hundred on uh, nine catches.
1: Yeah, and you know you look at the next leading receivers with. You've got Ramel and Brew with four receptions apiece, and Squirrel had four receptions on the first drive. I mean, they were looking his way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't, I don't know why so much. I don't really care uh, because Squirrel's very capable. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch over uh, two or three more years. However long we have, are, are you know blessed to have him. Uh, he's going to be fun to watch, and and they obviously love going his direction. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, he had four receptions, <laughs> almost our first four players because we were just looking his way, short game primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had some 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 misfires early, but it was it was you can expect that early in any game, any quarterback yeah. doesn't matter. I did also would have never expected him to go 108 yards and a touchdown though. Never would have called for that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And
0: Keaton stepped up. Keaton ran this route. You sent this mm-hmm. to me on on how he got so open. And, and tell me if you agree with this. He gave a little stutter. I'm I'm not even sure. I don't think it was a hitch and go. I just think it was a design stutter on on this go route. And it looked like when you're streaming something, your Wi-Fi starts to glitch a little bit because it was an ugly stutter step. <laughs> I mean, it was it was not pretty at all. It's almost like you know when you're lagging on on a video game or something like Madden or Call, or Call of Duty. But man, he found himself wide
1: open. Uh, I th- believe that defender fell to the ground. Right? Yeah, he tried. Yeah. He, he basically tried to tackle, uh, Keaton because he he took every ounce of the bait, which I just don't understand because it's not like we were throwing a ton of hitches or even digs right. or yeah. anything you know th- that much. We weren't throwing that much you know at the first down lines, taking shots. Mm-hmm. We're throwing some stuff at the line of scrimmage, and that guy just he just bit man. He went for the buffet. He he was he was going <laughs> to get him a handful, and and Keaton just I mean. It was the mm. it was so smooth. He just basically starts strutting at that moment. Not strutting, but he's just taking it easy, loafing down the field. At that point, he never really ran again. Mm-hmm. It was the smoothest thing I've seen in you know a few weeks from our offense. And yeah, no doubt, grr, Keaton was huge for us this year. Yes, he was.
0: Yes, he was. And 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 arguably the the biggest success on that play was that ball not
1: being thrown too deep. Absolutely, especially with Keaton taking some definite definite notches down on his speed. Very very impressed with that throw. Mm-hmm. Um, probably probably one of Joe's best throws all all year, considering what he's done, and uh, he just placed it right there perfectly for him.
0: Yeah yeah. So if 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 we get oh gosh, here I am. I'm doing it. If we get Joe 23, that we got Joe Orange Bowl, we're going to be in pretty dang good shape. But I say that to talk about the receivers of Squirrel, Ramel. my gosh, the hands of Brew McCoy on that touchdown catch. People do not understand how difficult that is, how he sucked that thing in like a vacuum when it was coming in, like freaking Lightning McQueen, right? Yeah, And he just sucked it in and – did not have a chance to get balance as the defender was at his hip in the air, you know, bringing him to the ground. My gosh, that dude should there. I mean, it, it, his future in the NFL is just so stinking bright, the physicality, the size, the speed, the hands, my gosh, NFL prospects have got to be drooling over this guy.
1: Uh, They really should be. I mean, he, he's only going to get, you, you would think he's only going to get better. At that, uh, this year was by far it. It has to be his most productive, based on just him having you know a couple eighty and hundred yard games. I know he had a great game against LSU. He had a huge catch against Alabama that we'll never forget. Oh man, he was instrumental against Florida. He is vicious. If if he catches the ball with space between him and the next man, I would not want to be that next man. I mean, he he is looking to take you with him. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. you're going forward. you're not you're not driving him backward. I, I mean, they had chances to Friday night mm-hmm. and they couldn't do it. He is so strong, so stout, and he's going to be a pleasure to watch next year. and again, NFL guys got to be just loving the future mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. yeah. and i would I'd be curious to know what
0: his 40 time is because I know his top end speed is not good compared to some of the other top end speed we have on the field. But it's like some people. I've heard some people on Twitter say, "Man, I would love for him to drop some size a little bit and fix his speed." I, no, we're good. I mean, we we really are set with him. Uh, he's his speed is 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 good
1: enough. Yeah, um, I mean, let him be. You know he's he's obviously got some dog in him. Let him be your Jawan Jennings prototype. I'm not oh, saying he's Jawan Jennings. Let him be that guy that's tough and physical and that defenders do not want to tackle let squirrel handle your speed and let's let's also not ignore that there's going to be other guys that can do that between incoming in 22 and 23 mm-hmm. there's going to be speed elsewhere yeah. keaton is also not the fastest guy but he time and time again this year has created separation he's had by far yeah. his best year so if he's back which it looks like he's going to be that's just that's that's as big as almost anybody returning on the team
0: yeah. And our, our our receiving core going into next year, I'm just I'm really, really excited about. I've seen a lot of posts about here. I go, I'm drifting from the orange <laughs> hole, which I said I wasn't gonna do. I have to, I have to say it. So I've seen a lot of posts about man, who doesn't want to be a slot receiver in this in this offense? They point to Velas Jones, right? And then they point to Jalen Hyatt. And now they're pointing to the Squirrel White. But one thing I want to point out as in the difference is Valus Jones one year. Jalen Hyatt. One year, right? I mean, he was not the starter last year. You know, right. that, that wasn't – so really one year, basically. And then
1: now you got Squirrel, who's going to be staring at a solid two. Yeah. I mean, he's I mean, he's as, mm-hmm. as sophomore-y of a freshman, mm-hmm. at, you know, for this point of a season as you're ever going to see. Sure. They've tried to involve him all year long, and they've done a really good job of it. Because of the lack of substitutions and things that we've all hit on before and we all know about. Yeah, they have done a really solid job of getting him plenty of attention, just quickly. While we're talking about him, thirty receptions, four hundred and eighty-one yards, and two touchdowns for Squirrel Watt. You know, I, I I think we've established this, but I don't believe Hyatt came close to four eighty last year. He did have some touchdowns, but I mean, they really, really emphasize getting him involved, mm-hmm. and that's going to do nothing but but improve, you know, the uh, ceiling of this offense going forward. I hope to see him get some jet sweeps,
0: some something uh, across the formation before the ball is snapped, things of that nature. Um, and, and with that said, obviously a a um, a considerable difference in the offense and play calling between Hendon on the field and, and Joe on the field. That's encouraging to me. Uh, realizing the difference in their skill set, and we did it without Alex Golish, which is something that you know not a lot of people have talked about. Not yeah. real sure who called our plays that night. I'm gonna assume it's Heiple. Yeah. Um. But a <clears throat> lot a lot of notable people out for that. Oh, game. Oh, absolutely. And, and to handle the way we did, I think that I think this game for us is really just a launching pad. You know, going forward. Um, <laughs> And I do think it was funny how in the post-game celebration, Hopple was excited, but in that Sugar Bowl win, Saban was just standing there with his arms folded. Clearly did not want to be there. Just a notable um,
1: uh, difference in programs, right? Yeah. You know, Hopple's young. Um, We have been longing to get back to this point for many years. Um, We got there this year. We took down Alabama. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll get to a point where we can be tired of of bowls like this if we're not getting our way into the playoff. Yeah. But I'm going to keep my expectations real for a little longer at least. Sure. It's sure. just year three for Hypo next year.
0: Sure. Uh, and I'm even hesitant to say we're back. Oh, absolutely. So I, I need to see another year. So sure. um, one thing we didn't talk about, and I think we should, uh, because this guy, props to this guy. We we did this, again, without Jeremy Banks, and and Solomon Page steps in and does really, really well not yeah. I mean, uh, on the stat sheet and even, even, even things the stat sheet doesn't uh, reveal. It's like he was constantly around the ball, uh, constantly, uh, yeah. limiting Juwan Mitchell's snaps. Of course, there could have been something else going on with there. You might be able to touch on that, but I just want to give you know praise to him for – I mean, I thought he played exceptionally well. Of course, the whole linebacker unit as a whole I thought did well.
1: No, no, I agree. Uh, Page – that's – I believe he is out of eligibility, even if you take into he account is. COVID. Yep. So is. that's that's one of his best games he's ever had in in the Orange and White. So you love to see it. Beasley had a great game. And, and mm-hmm. just how, how – the steps that he's taken as his career has gone on are great to see. I don't know why the same hasn't happened or isn't happening as much for Jawan Mitchell. He had mm-hmm. a better year this year than he did last year. Of course, he was also – he was healthier this so year. year, yeah, yeah, he was healthier. So, I, you know, I'm curious about his playing time, his usage, what it could look like next year. But mm-hmm. if he were to buy in the way that Mitchell, or, I'm sorry, that Beasley has, gosh, how big that could be for our defense. We're going to need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, losing guys like Byron Young, losing Trevon Flowers, even uh, with the limitations that he and McCullough have, losing those guys with that experience is is potentially, you know, it's dangerous. So, yeah. you've got to have. Solid communication and replacements for all those guys, and I would love, love, love to see Mitchell take another step, a Beasley esque step uh, for twenty twenty three, and what that could mean for us would be huge. For sure, for sure. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna get you to
0: touch on one thing as we start to land this plane on this on this episode. You said a repeating statement the night of the bowl game. Our best corner, who's not a corner.
1: You remember this? Absolutely, Danico Slaughter. And I, I you know, I just don't know why that is. Um, had some criticisms for Willie as, as I've had in his earlier stint at Tennessee with Jones as guys that I know have had when he's been on staffs at their favorite schools. And as I have again, just because it's a lot of the same, not, you know, not only getting beat, but panicking when the ball is thrown your direction. I just don't understand that. And I don't understand why, Nico Slaughter, who is not a true corner at this point in his career, if he ever was, is mm-hmm. does the best job of playing the ball in the air. He 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 remains cool. Um, I'm not saying he doesn't get beat. I'm just saying when he notices that ball is coming his way, his head's turned around, he's getting a paw on it, mm-hmm. he's picking it off like he did against Kentucky. I mean, I just – I don't know – I don't know why he's he plays as the best corner, um, you know, considering he's not a corner.
0: Yeah, yeah. Keeping it in the secondary again as we land this plane, I wanna I want to highlight uh Walker for a second, who I thought did a good job seemed filling in for uh flowers. He statistically, where did he go? Three tackles, a solo, and a pass defended. The stat sheet I thought, I don't think really reveals how good of a game he played. Um, he seemed to be playing fast and free, yeah. uh, not thinking too much, which is encouraging. Um I think he's going to make a real push after that Orange Bowl uh, for that starting safety spot uh, along Jalen McCullough next year. So good stuff, man. I mean, just the Orange Bowl all the way around. A lot of things to be a uh, thanks. A lot of things to be excited <laughs> about coming out of it. Some, some Still some questionable things like D. Williams, like can he just not figure this out? You know, wh- what's going on there? But, you know, we'll have a lot of time to talk about that going forward. Anything else on the Orange Bowl before we land
1: this episode? If I'm going to hit on anything else, it's just, again, how special it is to wrap, wrap up such a fun season with a New Year's Six Bowl win over a program that has been on the rise as Tennessee's been on the decline. Mm-hmm. Um, still still got love for Clemson out there in some spaces. Um, you know, don't mind them at all as, as it goes uh, among, you know, playoff contenders these days. But just how special it is to end up this season, 11 wins, Orange Bowl victory, just a lot of sights taken that were pleasing to the orange eyes on mm-hmm. Friday night. Mm-hmm.
0: Tennessee defeats Clemson 31-14. When Clemson nearly beat us in every statistical categories in first downs, in third down efficiency, in total yards, and passing yards, um, in in uh and rushing in <laughs> uh yards per rush. Uh, they were better in penalties. Of course, we had two turnovers. They were better in everything. But the balls did it. 31, Absolutely. 14. Because the balls did it, you should push the subscribe button. Because the balls did it, you should follow. Because the balls did it, you should tell 31 of your friends. And about 14 of them should actually come back and follow. Pandemonium Reigns. Hey, we love you guys. Hope you have the best day. You're off to a great uh, New Year's, I do want to say uh, praise God for the young man Hamlin. Is it Hamlin? Shoot, shoot. Yeah, Damar. Like yep, Damar Hamlin, who now seems to be doing better. Seemed to have gone under cardiac arrest. At the time of this episode, uh, things are are looking good. So we thank God for that. Uh, we love you guys. Have a fantastic week. We'll be back later this week uh, recapping the playoffs and other bowl games. Love you guys. God bless. Go Balls.
1: GBO. Rain!